Hi, Eddie here. Red and I have used Zencaster to record all of our episodes of Punk Rock Elite because it's easy, browser-based, and it gives us separate tracks that are easy for me to edit. It can also be used for 4K video too. Maybe we'll try that one day. It's really easy to use. It can do a lot of the editing for you, clipping out your ums and ahs, and adding an EQ to bring out the best in your voice, all from a single website. If you want to make a podcast but aren't sure how to go about it, then Zencaster provides everything you need to record, edit and distribute your new show to Spotify, Apple and a ton of other places that people get their podcasts. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use our code PUNKROCKELITE and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs it's time to share your story. Punk Rock Elite, a podcast about no effects. Hi there, everyone. It's me, Eddie French, here with the Punk Rock Elite podcast. Uh, thankfully, this is the last episode that I will be without Red Redmond for the intros and the outros. They're still treading the boards in panto, and we wish them all the luck and good fortune that is appropriate for that. And this is the last episode of the year as well. We are finishing 2023 with our Christmas office party. So that's going to be exciting. And then we will be back um, early to mid-January with our new look. Um, Not new look, we're still going to be no effects centric. But uh, I think we talk about it in uh, in the episode itself. So... This is a much more casual episode. We, uh, we're we mainly sort of looking back, taking the opportunity to look back at the year. And uh, there is some um, some no effects uh, gift ideas, last minute ones, if you're interested. So uh, do have a look in the description. Uh, also look in the description for something a little more important than our silliness. Um, there is a wonderful venue in Leeds called Boom used to be Temple of Boom uh, in the Marion Centre and then it moved to uh, another venue in Leeds and it is asking for help. They're asking for help because they are struggling a bit financially, aren't we all? I understand. But they have, they're having a two-day uh, sort of festival for, uh, for something like, I think it's about £30 for the tickets. They're selling pretty quickly though. Uh, as of time of this but also they've got merchandise and they ship worldwide the merchandise is really really cool uh but yeah they are a hardcore punk and uh metal venue and they are they are fantastic i saw gel there um not that recently but a bit of time ago I've, I've been a few of them they they're fantastic uh they also put up uh videos of their gigs some of them anyway online on youtube so they're all in the link tree that you can see there so and also on their merch store or indeed for the tickets uh the ticket sales for their uh sort of fundraising event you can just throw them a fiver five pounds uh 550 including the booking fee uh because 
one of the reasons we're all in trouble, uh, these uh, ticket selling. Th anyway, we'll keep on the positive. So if you can send them a fiver sterling, uh, £5.50 sterling, then do that because they are wonderful. If you are in or around Leeds, then by do it. Do it. If you know someone in Leeds and you think that would be a nice present for them, get them the gift. Uh, if not, get yourself a, a cool T-shirt of a cool venue. So that's... Uh, it's our little uh, plea for uh, to do something good this year. Um, I'm not going to keep you uh, hanging around too long. We do have we've got a tiny bit of correspondent. Uh, so uh, James Barber again. James B has been back in touch um, and uh, said uh, he's, he's got a couple of uh, a few things to mention. Uh, wants to uh, add yes, please, to the idea we mentioned about doing. Uh, episodes on Backstage Passport. We will be doing that next year. We'll be covering Backstage Passport. There's two series of it as well, two seasons, depending on which side of the pond one is on. Um, we'll definitely be having a look at that because I think that's when NoFX became a little more real in a sense. You know, you watch them on stage and they were quite, so they were at that time, they were sort of behind a lot of banter. They weren't necessarily sort of that open about themselves, only in glimpses of songs and stuff like that. They didn't do interviews. And then they did a whole reality show. So, uh, you know, that was an interesting shift. Uh, another point James mentions is, uh, I like songs where Mike mentions other bands and their albums. The first time I saw The Descendants, they're the fastest band I'd ever seen. From 13 Stitches, uh, Two Jealous Agains, uh, those kind of things. Um if you want to maintain a loose NoFX theme as you move beyond their music on the podcast, oh, we, we're probably a, a tighter than loose theme, but yes, I see what you mean. Um, you could work those bands mentioned in uh, these influences. We are, we will be doing influential stuff. We'll be looking at RKL um, and uh, other other bands of that ilk as well. Uh, it's uh, it's a cool uh, it's a cool idea and uh, one that we had, but we don't think we'd mentioned it. So, yes, seeing because. I think we've mentioned it before, but we've been looking at no effects in kind of a vacuum uh, or a vacuum. I think I've made that joke, so we have mentioned it before. So we, uh, so we're going to look at them in context, and that will be part of it. So yes, good idea. Um, you may have answered this already, but if you only had money uh, slash permission from significant other, <laughs> I don't know what you think of our girlfriends, but okay, no, <laughs> just teasing. Um, to go to one of Manchester Punk Festival, Rebellion or Slam Dunk next year, which would you go to and why? To make it fair, let's pretend there's no comedy stage and you yourselves aren't performing. Okay, fair enough. Even if I didn't get a ticket for performing there, I think I would still choose Manchester Punk Festival as it is the one that appeals the most to the fan of 90s punk rock that I am it all boils down to that period of the 1990s late 80s and throughout the 90s is where punk rock is the most has the most punk rock that I like in it I like plenty of stuff from outside of that as well I'm not as uh, exclusionary as the jokes I make would lead you to believe but that is what feels like home for me. 
which makes sense because I'm 40 years old. And so the 90s were a formative time for me. Um, I've actually listed them Manchester Punk Festival, Rebellion and Slam Dunk. And I think it would be that order. I think after MPF, Rebellion is the most... um, is the most is the second most appealing of those three with slam dunk being basically one stage that i would quite enjoy so yeah that's it if you have any other opinions on that or anything that uh, we've said then punk rock elite podcast at gmail.com and let us know so yes i mean the one of the the great joys of um performing at mpf is that you do get the tickets for it so um so yeah if i were to go to another one i would uh i would choose rebellion and were i given slam dunk tickets i would i would go of course i would um but i'm okay missing that because i'll just be in the in the old person tent muttering in between gigs so good question what would you do? What would be uh, what would be yours, James, and indeed anyone else? Like I say, Punk Rock Elite Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, yeah. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and join in our Christmas party. So uh, we're just sitting around our office, a place that we don't associate with fun, and trying to have fun as we uh, drink slightly not chilled enough drinks in a slightly not chilled enough atmosphere now our our christmas party is pretty cool to be honest so thank you ever so much for listening to us and i hope you enjoy the show welcome one and all to this punk rock elite festive special have you ever been like a santa in a soup in like a shopping center i haven't Oh, man, yeah, we got to make that happen. I've, I've I've had I've had the opportunity. Oh, okay. And I turned it down. No, my 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 dear friend Chris Lum of Discount Comedy Checkout. He uh, he father Christmases most Christmases. Mm-hmm. He does it up at Mother Shipton's Cave. <laughs> that. That doesn't sound legit. Like that doesn't sound like there is a company that is running that. That sounds like there is a man in a cave who has his own beard and sleeping bag. Well, it does. But uh, Mother Shipton's Cave is um, is a cave in North Yorkshire, um, and in it, I believe the the water is so limey. Uh, that means featuring limestone, not just very British for our American listeners. The water is so limey that if you put stuff in there it sort of looks like it fossilizes because the lime deposits right. sort of make a sort of a hard shell. So people put like teddy bears and stuff in there. Ew. Yeah, it's quite frightening. Uh, but Mother Shipton was a soothsayer, a, a wise woman, uh, one of those types, um, like uh, uh, Good Omens, kind of Agnes Knit. Uh, Agnes Nutter, sorry, Agnes Knit was the... in like Mystic Meg. Yeah, um, yeah. Soothsayer foresaw the end of the world and all of those kind of things. Um, I think she's one of the least accurate ones, but nevertheless. Uh, and up there, they have uh, every year they have uh, you know, sort of 
porter cabin things where kids go and meet um elves and snow fairies and father christmases and chris plays one of those and said do you want to do it and i said absolutely not thanks (laughs) i mean you know like it doesn't sound as nice as if it was in the middle of a shopping center you know up in a cave well you're not in the cave you're adjacent to the cave adjacent to the cave yeah you're in the sort of general cave area and hmm okay it's up near nesborough sure Sure. So it's right. It's a very posh cave. <laughs> it's got a it's got a Harrogate uh, Harrogate postcode, don't you know? So this is our our festive special. This is our this is basically our Christmas party. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a punk, punk rock elite's Christmas party. So uh, red, if you wouldn't mind spiking the punch, I'm going to go and feel myself up on the co- photocopier. Fair enough. So uh, that'll do, and then we'll all get called in on Monday morning to be told that our behavior was unacceptable (laughs) as usual so uh we thought we would uh take a good look back at our first year not full calendar year but we did start in march yeah plenty to be getting on with so we're gonna have a quick look back at uh at all that we've done and uh, what whether we've had any attitude changes, think you know, thought changes. We're not going to do the full questionnaire because I thought we'll save that for our anniversary. Basically, mm-hmm. just wait till we've been going a year. How have you enjoyed our last nine months? Yeah, really good, thank you. Mm. Um, you know, we we've birthed a child of a podcast. We have, and it's lasted longer than any podcast that either of us has been involved in before, I believe. I think I think I might have done one longer, but oh, okay. we definitely did not get the same amount of listens. <laughs> right, right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't I don't recall doing a podcast that lasted this long, this many episodes. So um, it's uh, it's been good. We are looking at about. So we're sort of looking at 40-ish episodes, which is yeah. getting on for a year, isn't it? It's only, yeah, 12 more, and that's a full year. So um, what did you expect going in? Um, I don't know what I did expect going in. I think it was very much, uh, let's see what we can do with this. You know, like, uh, I want to do more uh, projects. I've got room for a project, particularly a podcast project. I'm fond of podcasts. Mm. I like making them. Um, and you gave me the uh, a very difficult offer to turn down, which is that I would appear on the podcast, but I would not have to edit it nor promote it. Um, I, I, I didn't. I didn't say not promote it. Oh, oh well, I have got that wrong. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> no, I meant I meant you wouldn't be uh, alone in uh, in doing that. It's, yes, I said I, I said I would take uh, the majority of the reins. Uh, so you do such a good job of like running the Instagram account and stuff like that. Yes, well, I tell you what, uh, learning how to do precisely one thing in Canva has uh, <laughs> really meant that we have got a consistent look for our grid. I, I uh, highly recommend Canva. My partner, yeah. Kate, is is big on Canva. She loves Canva. She can spend like a whole day on Canva and like come out with all sorts of weird animated promotions for her theatre. Ah, you see, what I do is I use it uh, I try to use it for as little as possible and produce the most basic uh, stuff. 
but uh, we also, well, I mean, it, it's quite easy when we're talking about one album, but when we go, let's do three EPs at once, and then you're trying to whittle down all those covers onto one image, it gets tricky for someone who is not graphically minded like I, but uh, they are, it is uh, easy, to, and you can do it from your phone, which is very, very um, pleasing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what I expected from this. I don't know if I expected um, this many people to be interested or to even get in touch about it. Because mm, Yeah, it of... ha- it's definitely been like more successful than we expected, which mm. is, you know, why we're so happy to, to continue and, 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 and keep it going. And Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it was very, I mean, we, we changed things almost immediately from what we set out to because we were... Mm-hmm going to combine the interviews and album sort of deep dives we wanted to like rush it out before their final shows i think was the original idea or something yeah i think it was we were supposed we were trying to do all their albums before we went to see them and then we realized that that's not really important the only thing we did rush out before the final show was the interview with karina Yes, yeah, yeah. Because we spoke about the final shows with her, and obviously she was going to be performing there. Mm -hmm. So we did speed it up a bit, and um, I don't know why. I think we just, I think we doubled up for a couple of weeks. We put out two episodes a week for a little while, um, which was pretty good actually. And I think, I think people enjoyed having that. And it was weird. It was a bit like love bombing yeah made ourselves an indispensable part of your life <laughs> we dropped back down to a week so uh you'd be thinking of us more i don't know if that's uh, that might have been the effect it wasn't the intention i assure you but uh yeah i think uh it's been very very nice hearing people have enjoyed it uh we've had very little uh negative response very few negative responses which is very very nice i'm sure they'll come in time the more people who hear about it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like everyone uh, politely disagrees, as we may politely disagree with other people's... Oh, sure, sure, sure. ...you know, opinions on no effects. And that's been really nice. Like, I think we've... There's, like, a really healthy uh, back and forth between ourselves and, like, listeners of the podcast where people be like, oh, I think you just got that completely wrong. And we'll be like, that is totally fair. What do you think? Um, Yeah. And I think that's really nice. Yeah. and definitely something that I think is so important in like online spaces because, man, I don't know any more than you do, and you don't know yeah. any more. I know we're all allowed our own opinions about yeah. stuff, particularly uh, punk rock. Yeah, and and absolutely, if you think we are absolutely wrong about everything, and you've just been hate listening or whatever, one, feel free to not. <laughs> Please don't do that to yourself life is too short or um make make your own absolutely yeah yeah. you know what i mean it's um i was surprised there wasn't a podcast about no effects anyway Mm -hmm. i mean you know since we've been doing this found out there's one about good riddance and alkaline trio and i thought no and not one about no effects that's, yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't that's it? Sort of, that's sort of huge. I haven't. I should really check more, but you know, I don't know if there's one about bad religion or any of these kind of bands. You'd have thought there'd have been one about rancid, wouldn't you? You know. But. Yeah, I bet there's a Blink 
podcast. Oh, I can't see there not being. Surely there's several. But that but they are they are huge in a way that none of the bands that we really tend to talk about are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I again like I put them in the same category as like Green Day in terms of like how Oh yeah, no, they they're they are huge. They will you know, if they toured the UK they'd be playing the first direct arena, not yeah. not the uh not the O two or, or anything like that. So yeah, it's it's been it's been properly exciting. It's been my fa- one of my favorite things has been actually listening to No Effects again with the same sort of intensity as when they released new albums in the past. Mm. Sort of getting the album and actually having to listen to it, no skips, no and listening to it as a piece of work because some people listen through to an album, go right, well they're the songs I like they're going in playlists everything else can get to fuck yeah 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 yeah. and you know the i've always that... much prefer like i've always been very respectful of the album like i like listening yeah. to albums in order i think that's how music kind of should be consumed you're allowed it, to do what you want but that's how you, i like to you do. are i think there are certain bands where the um what's the word for it when they it's not the layout, like the when you put the the like the running order, like the track. Order. Yeah, the running order, but there's a there's a special word for it anyway. But yeah, the the arranging of the track listing. Um, there are some bands for whom that is an agonising sort of process, yeah. trying to make the album flow in a way that they want it to, and for others, it's just like uh, put second best song first put best song last all the others don't matter <laughs> put ballad there that'll do you know that kind of thing so it's sort of and for those and often that's trying to hide or couch songs that really don't deserve to be on the album but mm. i think with a band like no effects because as we've learned fat mike is a, a micromanager at heart yeah yeah yeah, absolutely that everything is done for a reason whether you think that that has made the album better worse or whatever it's there for a reason and that is that he's very much there's no death of the author here mm-hmm. yeah. it's very much his intention and his um vision played I, out that way I, I think one of the reasons why it is interesting to do this this podcast and to go through their back catalogue is because no effects have stuck to their guns and you know self-release their own things or at least release things through fat wreck and for the mm. majority of their career it, as, as you've said like they always feel hands-on with the project like we, we don't listen to an album and be like oh well the studio really fucked this one up because they are the studio yeah it's there it's there because they wanted it to be it's like mm. um Stuart Lee, the comedian, um, spoke about how he, if you're not familiar, he does a lot of, I suppose some people call it anti-comedy, which is a simplistic way of putting it, I think. But I think he's very quite subversive, isn't it? Very subversive, but subverts the form of stand-up. Sort of, if you, if you're very familiar with how stand-up comedy works you can see him playing with that and yeah 
and subverting it deliberately. And he said that that didn't work for him for quite a while until what he did was he started putting some sort of tight jokes, some natural stand-up at the beginning of the show to prove that he could do it. And then that meant people could no longer accuse him of not being able to do stand-up. Because <laughs> he said he said he got that from Jack. This is this is the kind of um, insufferable genius that Stuart Lee is. He said, um, I was watching some free jazz experimental improvised stuff. And what they do is they'll occasionally play, they'll demonstrate that they are really, really good at playing their instruments just for a brief glimpse and then they'll go back to and so therefore you must you you're forced to assume that everything they do is a deliberate choice and you go well now i have to i can't just say oh i don't even know what they're fucking doing and so mm. yeah no effects has taken out that possibility of well you know maybe the album sounded this way because of x y and z no the album sounded that way because mike demandeth yeah 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 and I think that's uh, that's a good thing. I've got you some uh, Christmas gifts. Oh yeah, we're doing Secret Santa, which isn't uh, that secret because there's two of us. Yeah, I've got you. I've got you. Uh, I've got you a few of them. Uh, I'm going to send you the first one. I'm going to oh, send yeah? a, a link to it through the chat here. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, just do your little. There we go. Oh, what have I got? Unwrap it. It's exciting. Oh, what is it? Oh, brilliant! <laughs> did you uh, did you want a, a poster of Fat Mike that doesn't look like Fat Mike? Yeah. <laughs> a Fat Mike no effects huge poster. Yeah, uh... thirty by forty inches. <laughs> yeah, and you know you know who I think it looks like. Go on. I think it looks like Tom Sidwell from the Midlife Punk podcast. It doesn't look far off, does it? It's um, <laughs> lovely. Well. Uh... It's beautiful. It is. It's wonderful. Um, so that is a fat mic on the 16th of November 2021 in Salt Lake City. When <laughs> I don't think that was fat Mike. I think whoever painted this, and I'm not going to name them because that's unkind. <clears throat> it's like a, it's like a well done piece of art with absolutely no visual similarity to the subject. I mean, the hair's good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the hair is good. Uh, and it's been it's been it's well created, but yeah, it doesn't quite look like Fat Mike. <laughs> I mean, quite. It doesn't at all look like Fat Mike. But um... I've got you the ultimate oh. Christmas gift. Oh wow! Uh... <laughs> it's from the No Effects merch store. Oh goodness me! You, and there's twelve to choose from. You've, there's you've... twelve socks of Christmas. These are these are official no effects socks photos. Uh, there's oh goodness me, there's it's all got Koki the clown on. Yeah. Uh, some of them, Koki the clown is a snowman and an elf. <laughs> yeah, they've and, like added a body to him. <laughs> yeah, and the Father Christmas. It's the it's the picture of Koki the clown. It's like the album uh, or the the, the EP <laughs> cover. Oh, there's one with green. That's quite St. Patricky those ones they're green with like snowflakes on they look a bit oh yeah um ones with him with Father Christmas <laughs> stripy ones with some elves oh red you really shouldn't have 
Thank you. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's impressive. That I like that. So this um... is. Uh, I'm pretty sure that even though this this shop is called No Effects Merch, I'm pretty sure that it's uh, it's not official merch. No, well, there's the uh, the No Effects building blocks. If you look up at the top oh, there, wow, unseen them. <laughs> it's No Effects Lego. It's No Effects Lego. It's heart shaped Lego pictures. I mean, these are. I mean, look. Originally, these are fifty dollars, but they're down now to fifteen ninety five. Yeah, I don't think the No Effects Lego sold very well to you. No, evidently not. Some of them are down to twelve ninety five. Um, no Effects clocks. No Effects Omen... jigsaws. There's No Effects aprons. <laughs> Lamps. Yeah, you can get aprons. You can get puzzles. What? <laughs> Plaques, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, I almost got you a Hawaiian shirt. I thought that was quite funny. Oh wow, the aprons are uh, are remarkable. iPhone covers, <laughs> car oh, air fresheners. Oh wow. <laughs> oh yeah, a car air freshener with smelly on it. Brilliant. This is at noeffectsmerch.store. If anybody yep. is looking for some Christmas gifts for a no effects fan all the hawaiian shirts are koki the clown as well it's just, <laughs> yeah it's this is incredible well, they could clearly only get their hands on one png yeah 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 they've got yeah all of these are real public domain sort of images and album covers they've got they've got on the puzzles they've got two album covers uh the decline live at red rocks Mm-hmm. And self-entitled. Yeah. I wonder if those are like, uh, you know, if, if like the album artist isn't credited or something. <sighs> Who can say? It's, uh... It seems like, I bet there must be a reason for choosing these three if they appear on all of their merch. There must be. It's, uh, it's a remarkable thing. We'll put the, uh, the links in the episode details and... <laughs> um, Hopefully, you can find your beloved something. Uh, I mean, I'd go to the merch store because uh, that's not Christmas related. Oh, actually, when we release this, there might still be a few shopping days left before Christmas. So. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Good. Um, we've had some good old chats with people over the last uh, little bit, haven't we? We have. Do you remember when um, Frank Turner said uh, that your joke about punks was very good? I do remember that, yes, and it is on my comedy CV now. I was going to say, have you added like you need to add that as a press quote to things? Very really, good, Frank Turner. I really should. I feel bad though because Frank has really um, gone above and beyond for us. Um, as Absolutely. Far as, as far as being uh, interviewed, uh, he didn't have to do that, and then sending us an extra bit for the West Coast Wessex thing as well. Yeah, that's really nice, like little Easter egg in that yeah. episode. A nice really, really good. Frank. And uh, we thought, because you said, maybe just send him an email, see what's what. And I thought, yeah, yeah, go on, we'll, won't do any harm. Yeah. Got back within like two days. Wow. Just And, and, just, um, and just said, here you go. And then just attached a, uh, a little a little voice note and um, really, really pleased with that. So... That's that was a, a big surprise. That was quite a big catch. Yeah, we're very us, lucky really. with the, the guests that we've had on so mm. far, and uh, we, we hope that luck will continue. 
Yes, we're in we're in talks with various people that we've got sort of lined up, but we thought with your um pantomime stuff and various other things that were going on, we thought, mm-hmm. well, let's just call it a day or yeah, call it a year for the interviews and start up again in January and uh, get back on that. Well, how would you feel about moving towards more of like a season-based approach? Because oh. a lot of podcasts do, you know, like they'll release 10 or 20 episodes in a row and then like take a couple months off or something. Um, because I think there's a few things that we've got coming up that I think would go well, like banded together, because we do want to cover uh, the audiobook. Um, mm-hmm. the, the book, the the hepatitis bathtub yes. book about no effects, and then also uh, backstage passport. Yes, um, and I think those are quite a few ep- episodes together. Potentially, you know, like six to ten episodes each. I mean, like the the audio book itself is like twelve hours. Yes, and if we've been doing an hour and a half podcasts over thirty five minute uh, albums, um, that's true. I think that we could really spread those out. And I think those could be two seasons of podcasts. They could be. I uh, I don't know if that just wouldn't be that those are the episodes that we put out in between the interviews. But uh, it's, Yeah, true, true. But do let us know what you think, punkrockelitepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, would that be something else? Or, or you know, how how do you best see that going? Because... We'd like to know what your podcast... I know what my podcast habits are. Don't know what yours are. Don't know how different they are. You know, I get I get very itchy if people take time off. Um, <laughs> but that's my own problem. I've created a parasocial dependency on these things. Um, hopefully, everyone listening has got a healthier relationship with the media that they like than I do. What, what are your podcasts then? I think I only really listen to two. Oh, really? Gosh, yeah. let's have a look get up my podcast player um and sorry. also if you have any recommendations uh listeners do send them in very few music related ones um uh, wheezing groaning sound which is about doctor who cool. um it's actually very much like ours but about storylines in doctor who Fair. um uh last podcast on the left don't at me um I'm happy now that he's gone. If you listen, then uh, you'll understand. I think I tried to listen to one of those, and they just kept shouting. Oh, there, there is that, yeah. But <laughs> and normally I don't like that, but for some reason they're very good at it. Uh, Freedom, which I like a lot. That's uh, a comedy one with Lauren Lapkus, Scott Ackerman, and uh, Paul F. Tompkins, where they, mm-hmm. they have a chat without shouting. Um, oh, what's this? I see news. Well, that sounds like something everyone should be listening to. Absolutely. What a great podcast. What a brilliant, brilliant satirical podcast about news from all over the multiverse. Gosh, it says here that it includes talent from uh, the UK's northern comedy circuits. Well, I mean, I bet all of those people are very good. Very good. Yep. Uh, Pappies. I like, uh, Krista makes a podcast. That's very good. He mm-hmm. of Less Than Jake. Um Mom Can't Cook, which is about uh, Disney Channel original movies, um, done by the same people who do the Oxventure podcast, uh, which is a Dungeons and Dragons one that some YouTubers play and they put it out on there. Uh, some other stuff. No Dogs in Space is very good. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Fuck, there's tons of them. And of course, Midlife Punk podcast, 
and the Punk Rocket show as well. Lovely. They're very good. There's there's fucking tons of these though. Oh, and Mosh Pet as well. I'm going to do a shout out for the Northeast's best named rock um, podcast. Love Cy Beckwith. What a lovely yes. man. Cy Beckwith is uh, is absolutely wonderful, and Ellie Kumar, Ellie Kumar, his co-host. Um, they talk a lot about. In fact, I was interviewed on there just before we started releasing these ones. So. And uh, because they're from the northeast of England, the fact that it's called Mosh Pet is hilarious. So. Lovely. So there you go. I mean, literally, I was, I'll was i cut out most of that because I was literally just reeling off shit that I liked when I should have been promoting our friends. <laughs> but there you go. Um, but yeah, so if, if you want... Um, yeah, how do you see this podcast progressing now that we've done the main body of NoFX's work? There's still plenty to talk about. We didn't even mention the musical and Home Street Home and adjacent stuff, you know. And uh, and also, what were your, you know, did you enjoy doing the uh, the rancid uh, episode? I did. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm looking forward to doing more of those because you know, as we said, like we wanted to start with uh, that first big rancid album so that we could then delve into other fan favorite albums, you know, in, Indestructible yeah. and Outcome the Wolves. Um, so I think it's a nice place to start. Um, but yeah, and, and also I think what was quite interesting with that episode was like, uh, I missed no effects when we were doing that episode. Because <laughs> as much as I'm a big Rancid fan, I don't think that album in particular is as diverse as a no effects album. You know, on a no effects album, you get the Scar track and... Mm. Um, well, I mean, yeah. with that Rancid album, you get what twenty-two songs. It's like forty-five yeah. minutes long. A bit, bit too long for my taste. But um, and also the thing is, if you'd have just written like five more songs, that's two albums. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have just straight up cut it in half and had uh, two twenty-five-minute bangers. Um, but. Who are we to say that? So yeah, are there any are there any bands that you'd like us to cover? Um, what in terms of you know like adjacent bands that we should? Yeah, be looking yeah. At? Which are the ones that you're looking forward to? I think the I, I think um, I think that the bands that I think we should really be looking at uh, quite obvious. I don't think any of these are like surprises at all. But you know. Uh, Pennywise, Bad Religion, maybe Against Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Rancid is obviously uh, one of the main ones. Potentially Lagwagon. I was thinking of uh, we start with the contemporaries. Yeah. It, I think it would be very, very good. The people who were signed to Epitaph at the same time. Yeah. We've already done one of them uh, in Rancid, but then you've got Offspring um and uh pennywise and uh stuff like that so because the contemporaries because again yeah we've been looking at no effects in quite a sort of bubble haven't we we've been quite isolated from reality apart from like real world events that have influenced what they've done but the actual other music being made at the time would be interesting yeah sure 
Hello everyone, Eddie here. Red and I hope you're enjoying our show. If you have been and would like to help us make it a little more easily, then you can donate to us at our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com forward slash punk rock elite. Or you can look in the show notes for our link tree. If you can't help us financially, we totally understand, but would love it if you spread the word to other people who would like this podcast. We thank you for your continued support. We massively appreciate it. Back to the show. Any highlights of the the music reviews that we've been doing? Um, what in terms of like which albums I've preferred, or just sort of any surprises of albums and stuff like that, which uh, you know has caught yeah, you off guard. I, th- I think because I think one of the things that's quite interesting is like at the start we did a big quiz about what your favorite album is, and I was like Coaster. And then ever since saying Coaster, I've been like second guessing that uh, and thinking like, is that your best, your favorite NoFX album? It's, it feels like an odd album to choose. Uh, and then we we obviously like reviewed quite a lot of their stuff. And then I started to think, oh, maybe I prefer Wolves. But mm. then when, when the Coaster episode came round, I was like, no, these are all bangers. <laughs> <laughs> and that surprised me because there's... I don't know. I feel like I connected with the Coaster album a lot when I first got into NoFX, but I was just always wary of like it not being the fan favorite album, and maybe I was doing listening to NoFX wrong. Well, I think we've proven that there's no such thing no. as that. Although, if anyone has been listening to NoFX wrong, it is us too. If the <laughs> comments are anything to go by, <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I think. Um, I, yeah. I think one of my highlights is finding out that "Creeping Out Sarah" is actually one of our listeners' favorite tracks. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that one. That seems I did. mad to me. I know. I didn't see. I didn't see that coming. Um, That's like what? Like, if you ask me, oh, name five No Effects tracks that are definitely no one's favorite No Effects track. I think "Creeping Out Sarah" may appear on there. Maybe. I mean, uh, yeah. Hot dog in a hallway? (laughs) Yeah, truck stop blue. Now, hot dog in a hallway is definitely someone's favorite. Do you think? Yeah, because it's full (laughs) of, uh, it's full of like. um, Fat jokes. Yeah, fat jokes. Yeah, of course. Um, So, you know, that one's, that one's it. Like, yeah, truck stop blues. That's defo not someone's favorite. But who knows? It's um, it's a very negative way to look at it. Uh, We probably won't be doing worst. No, effect or least favorite stuff because there's just nothing at the end of that. But uh, I'll tell you what there is at the end of your bed, Red. Oh yeah, more presents. Oh no way! I got you another present. You got me another present. Oh I got no! Got another present, mate. Yeah, have a look at that one. Oh what? <laughs> v- variation on a theme. <laughs> It's sort of like a evil anime no effects. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really does make the first poster of Fat Mike look a lot like Fat Mike, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It does. <laughs> so uh it's by I'm not gonna say who it's by, but it, it does it is it does have the signatures of all of the band in the bottom corner. And what I'm going to suggest is forgery. (laughs) (laughs) It's very uh, good. Yeah, it's good. You've got a left-handed fat mic 
in a black t-shirt with a skull and crossbones on it. Like, you know how he's always wearing that. <laughs> um, he's got um, a purple... He's got fangs. He's got fangs. He's got um, an Attack on Titan-style rictus grin. He's got a purple Mohican, and he is singing, So what, so what, so what? Lovely. So there you go. You can put that next to uh, the other one of uh, Fat Mike. And this one is signed Melvinator 2018. So this is what Mike looked two years after the first one. <laughs> so I think uh, I think that's pretty good. I'll pop that in the old description too. And uh, you can get one of those for your very own. <laughs> cool. Um what have been your um, sort of highlights regarding the interviews and stuff or surprises, things that you weren't expecting? Um, I mean, everyone's just been really nice, haven't they? Everyone has been really, really cool. We've not I had think, any... I, you know, I think we've all been blown away by uh, how charismatic and funny Lily from the Mephs is. Yes, there's no, there's no avoiding that. Incredibly um, generous with their time as well. Yeah, like just... A fucking brilliant human all around. Mm. Uh, so that was lovely. Uh, and then it's been nice to like make connections, you know, like with the Midlife Punk podcast. I've loved the episodes we've done with them. I think we've yeah. like guested on their pod as well. And there's yes. plans for for more collaboration in the future. Yes, stuff uh, is happening. We can't tell you about it yet, I'm afraid. No. We will do yeah. we will do in the next couple of months. Yeah. Well, that's we, a separate section we'll talk about. We'll we'll tease that a bit more later, but yeah, there's a special yeah. project underway. There is, yeah. Tom, Tom and Niall have been really, really supportive of the whole thing. Um, but apparently, they were super delighted when uh, we asked if they wanted to be on ours because they never get asked to be on podcasts. Oh. Apparently, so, well, they're great uh, guests. More people should ask them on. They really should. They've been on the Seabin podcast before, which uh, or since since doing ours, they got invited on the Seabin podcast, and that was a very good episode. Uh, the Sea Bin podcast is a great one. It's basically Room 101, but the sea. So guests get brought on and ask what they want to uh, banish from the world. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good indeed. Lots of fun. Um, so do uh, do listen to that one. But yeah, no, they've been uh, they've been great. We've seen them um, as of recording. We've not met Niall in person, um, but we've met. So we've seen uh, Tom at uh was it teenage bottle rocket in leeds yes we did yeah yes i think niall was due to go but he was unwell or he had to work or, or something but... yeah i think it might have even been, been covid or something oh yeah, yeah sounds about right oh, those heady days so um yeah that's been uh very very cool i've um i really liked the goldfinger story when we spoke to Chaz from light year yeah that was an early one so that's one that that slipped my mind but you're right that was a good episode really lucky to get him on so early Um, yeah but you know i've been lucky enough to hang out with Chaz at a few festivals and stuff and he's always like been such a nice guy and you know from derby as well same as me so oh there you go so Um, yeah that's all good yeah there's um we've there's been people we've been trying to get on sarah williams who's involved in the manchester punk festival yes there's there's uh, a couple um festival organizers as well um i believe one of them is uh currently dealing with a little bit of uh uh, family illness issue which has meant that they've not been able to guest on 
yet, but they they certainly will be um, as soon as they can be. Yeah, I think we had we had Sarah. I think we even had a date booked in with Sarah to do the interview, and we then did, yeah. she went. Uh, she's been on tour with Faintest Idea, doing stuff, and then studio work and stuff like that. So, um, so you know, annoying, but good for her. Um, and we will have her on one day. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's it. That's the exciting bit. That's one of the exciting things. Moving to that, one of the exciting things we have coming up is Manchester Punk Festival. Mm-hmm. Which is what's that? The end of March. End of March, yeah. The 30th last and thirty first are the days that the comedy stage are running. Yes. Um the festival is also operational on the Friday. Yes. Uh yes, the Punk Rock Elite Comedy Stage, as I will insist on calling it, <laughs> in spite of that being absolutely not its official uh name. I'm just trying to make a thing happen, you know. Um, it's called Manifesting. I don't know if you're familiar, Red. There's this fascinating book. It's called The Secret, right? And um, what it is, right, the universe wants to give you stuff. You just got to ask for it. <laughs> so I've stopped putting in any effort, but I am asking a lot. So, you know. Oh, in fact, you know what we could do as a Christmas gift to our listeners? Oh, we we could announce the headliners of the comedy stage at Manchester Punk Festival. You have that to hand. Uh, I do, yeah. It's confirmed now. The headliners are confirmed. Okay. I don't know when it'll officially be announced by Manchester Punk Festival. It might not be until the new year, but I think it's perfectly reasonable. They have much higher, further reach than we do. So yeah, this exactly. Is a... Yeah, yeah. It's a special treat for our super special listeners. And also, is there anything that a punk enjoys more than saying, well, I've heard that such and such is closing, which is why I won't be going. That's what punks like to do. <laughs> so, uh, but these, this will give you all the more reason to go. So uh, we've got for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah, so on the Saturday, so which is the day you're performing, you are oh, cool, cool, support cool. on the Saturday. Mm. Um, so headliner on the Saturday is the fabulous uh, Bethany Black. Oh, how cool. So uh, that'll be great. Uh, if you don't know Bethany, she's wonderful. Uh, she's been a guest star on Doctor Who and a yeah. couple of other Russell T. Davis projects. Yes. Uh, she's a fabulous headline comedian who is currently mm. touring the UK. Um, she's brilliant. We, we love her very much. Always bet on Beth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Uh, oh, that's exciting. I'm very pleased to see that I'll uh, get to see Beth. That's cool. And on the Sunday, uh, what's quite lovely is um, we've got an act who performed on the very first Manchester Punk Festival. Um, I don't even know if they performed a paid spot or if they just performed for a free pass of the weekend. I'll have to go and check back my notes to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, uh, she's uh, gone quite large. She's, you know, she's doing like lots of telly stuff. Um, we've got the fabulous Amy Gledhill to oh, close wow. on the Sunday. Hull's um, own Queen of Hearts. Yeah, we we love Amy. Like she's doing so well. She's yeah, like, she's all over the telly. Um, she's magnificent. But more importantly, like I, I've been to so many festivals and specifically punk festivals with Amy. Like she's a huge fan of uh, of the genre. Yeah, and I'm just super glad that we've got her down to the festival to hang out. And that's proper cool and exciting. I haven't seen Amy in a while. It's uh, it's good. She was based in Leeds for a time. Yes. So yeah. I saw her a reasonable amount. Uh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, that is that is some absolutely top work there, Red. Well done. 
was one of those where the agent went like, I don't think she'd be interested in this. So then I sent her a Facebook message. She went, absolutely. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause the agent was going, uh, Manchester punk festival. And on what channel is that? And I, th- yeah, I think he not- was, I think he was calculating his 15% and going like, not worth the hassle. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so just go directly to her and then he won't get it anyway. So. <laughs> Good. Well, there you go. That's your, that's your gift from red well from us from uh from us to you so uh, uh good work red that's uh, and uh that's the caliber of the headliners the caliber of the other acts uh will be uh the same high standard because red don't book shit absolutely and i think one thing that we're quite lucky with in manchester is uh because of we've i mean this is like the fifth or sixth year booking the comedy stage there's been so many acts that come and do it and they love doing it for the weekend of bands Mm -hmm. that you know like uh that we get like super high quality acts coming down to do shorter spots like rob Mulholland is just doing a 10 minute spot and he's you know touring the country at the moment yeah um so like it's we're really lucky with the sort of acts that we that we get to to do the show absolutely so uh as if manchester punk festival and i saw the other day and this we're recording this fairly far in advance. Fifty percent of the tickets had already gone. Yeah, they have. Do do um, do grab them uh, yeah. if that is a festival you want to go to. Particularly if it's a festival you want to come and hang out with us at, we will be mm-hmm. very very uh, <laughs> reachable. You know, oh, yeah, we'll, be, yeah, yeah. we'll be at the room. We'll be there to to hang out, chat to people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we've got some friends of the podcast uh, confirmed on the show as well. Um, Ali Bryce, one of the yeah. former interviewees, will be performing, as well as uh, both members of No Money in the Bank. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I believe that um, the Midlife Punk podcast chaps are planning on attending as well. And I'm Lovely. sure we can, we can convince them to come down to Sandbar for a, uh, a brief timeout mm-hmm. uh, from when they're doing, uh, they're going around watching bands and stuff. But it's perfect. It's a city-based one, so all the venues are inside. All the lavatories have been cleaned at least once. Yeah. Um, uh, drinks are served um, cold. It, it's everything is uh, everything is very exciting, and you can also nip to a Tesco extra if you really need to, um, and all the rest of it. So yeah. And the, the comedy stage is. It, it, I think it's like runs between three p.m. and six p.m. So yeah. like. It's it's quite a good time for like if you're I don't know hungover from the night before or you're not quite ready for a big loud band at like two p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. It's a great place to come and find your feet before seeing the bigger absolutely. Bands. They do very good coffee there. They do they do pizzas and stuff as they well. Do, they do yeah. I believe the sandbar as well is also where the um, alcohol free social is on the Friday night. Right. Yes. Of course. For uh, any of those who uh, don't imbibe, uh, it's a good place to hang out without um, people getting sloppy. But they do fancy alcohol-free beers and uh, hot drink and cold drink range. Very, very good indeed. So um, this hasn't even been brought to you by Manchester Punk Festival, but it feels like it could have been. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's very, very exciting. Oh, goodness me. Yeah. We've got, um, so yeah, so the future, we've got um, non-podcast related stuff, as in stuff that we're going to be doing that isn't 
available as a podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And we can't speak too much about it because we're still in the organizing and fretting period. Yeah, we this. should have some information in the new year. Yeah, we will do. I think definitely by... We'll probably be able to announce it in in late January, at the earliest, I think. Yeah, but sure. it's going to be very, very exciting. It's no effects related. Um, it's no effects approved. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's all I can tell well, you. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it is literally no effects approved. I still find it hard to believe that it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. So it no effects related. No effects approved. Um. And it's the biggest project I think that either of us have taken on. Yeah. And we do have help. We're being helped um, wonderfully by the Midlife Punk podcast, Tom and Niall, and Danny Barris as well of the Crash Mats and former uh, guest on Punk Rock Elite. Um, so, and lots of other people are, but if we start to talk about that, it might start giving too much shit away. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, do feel free to be excited about it because I really think we are going to be doing something that is well worth being excited about. And when it comes around, we are going to be... Or at Green Day. Yeah, when it comes around, what we are Green Day. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you've, you've got it out of us. We are taking over. Green Day are retiring. They heard that we care about old punk bands retiring. So now we are going to be Green Day from now on. <laughs> you forced it out of us. Arms up behind the back. Now, um, when the uh, when the project does uh, when it comes for the time for promoting it and letting people know about it, we are going to be so fucking tedious in asking you lot to help us out with it. Um, and uh, hopefully, you'll be as excited as we are and want to tell people about it and uh, get the word out there because it's going to be something. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I think uh, you know that's it. I think there's there's time for just one more one more present for you, Red. Oh what? Yeah, I know. Just oh, gonna pop this, this over. Oh, what's this? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a Christmas tree ornament. It's a retro Christmas tree music ornament. Hanging musical decoration, cool stocking stuffers, punk music gift, Bob Marley, no effects, House of Pain is the name of this product. So it's... um... And you'll notice it's £31. Oh, fuck. That's so funny. Yep. So these are... So so for the benefit of people, of of our listeners, it's like a, a series of cassettes, I think. Yep, like a little cassettes stacked on their side. And they're from different bands, so like they're different albums. So it starts with uh, the Pogues, and then there's Bob Marley and the Wailers. You've got No Effects Heavy Petting Zoo, interesting yep. choice. Uh, House of Pain, Fugazi, and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yes, uh, and uh, it's not the um, it's not the cassettes themselves. It's a photograph of the cassettes put onto a ceramic Christmas tree decoration. Yes. And you can get them heart shaped as well. Oh, really? Oh, gosh, I didn't even realize. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's uh, they are they are pretty remarkable. Um, 
love this print. It's gorgeous, and I love that there is a story behind it. I love how, like, there's so much NoFX merch is, like, cheap as shit. I mean, like, it's it's expensive, but I mean to make. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's, um, (laughs) yeah, it's uh, made of fine quality ceramic. Hanging ornament features an original photo of a stack of cassette tapes from artists, including the Pogues, Bob Marley and the Whalers, No Effects, House of Pain, Fugazi, and the Mighty Mighty Boss. Ten- no, Strange, because I don't think that's anybody's... You know, like, if you went round someone's house and they had that stack of records in that order, you'd call the police. You'd be like, well, I this isn't... Well, it's like they've got If I Should Fall From Grace With God, which is a banger, it's got a Bob Marley best of, so this is clearly a white person's um, record collection. Uh, heavy Petting Zoo, sure. Um, yeah, The House of Pain, same as it ever was. Steady Diet of Nothing by Fugazi. And Scar Call the Devil and More by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tone. <laughs> it's... Uh, wow. Also, it's like... It's three inches this ceramic thing and it's 31 pounds yeah like 31 pounds it's insane i don't know what that is that's like 40 dollars or something it's like it's it's mad expensive but i thought no nothing's too expensive for my red at christmas so <laughs> thank you you're welcome you're welcome i sent thank you, you so much the link to that which cost me 31 pounds <laughs> We'll put those in the uh, description as well because well, that... I feel bad for buying you twelve pairs of socks now. No, no, socks are always good. Uh, I've got one pair per month of the new year, so that should last. <laughs> um, and all of them feature Koki the Clown. Brilliant. Which is also an album that we're going to be looking at just to put a dour end onto it all, because <laughs> uh, that's a hard lesson. It's good. It's hard, actually features uh travis barker of blink 182 he played drums ah. on it mm. so uh there you go that's uh that's all that well i think uh i've noticed our our glasses of mulled wine have run dry indeed and there's nothing on the mince pie plate but crumbs <laughs> so it's probably time that we tuck ourselves up to see if the fat man will come down the chimney and fill our stockings will it be fat mike it'll be mike yeah the stockings involved of course it will be <laughs> um so yes um it was the night before christmas when all through the dungeon not a creature was stirring not even nancy spongeon that's quite good not bad it was going to be scott sturgeon but ah yeah Sure. Spongeon's a better better rhyme. So, have a good Christmas or, or whatever festive holiday you celebrate. Please, thank you so much for listening to us for the past nine months. Um, we'll be back in the new year, and we hope you will be too. And yeah. uh, thank you so much for listening to us. It really is insane that people have been. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you very much. This strange folly that I put to Red one day, and Red went, <laughs> yeah, all right, as long as I don't have to do anything or care. And I went, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> not secret origin. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been wild. So thank you very much. 
And thank you, Eddie. Thank you so much for editing all of these wonderful episodes. That's fine. As, as if if you've listened to any of them, you'll see that my uh, editing has been cursory at times. But <laughs> there you go. That's what you get. Raw, uncut. For the pure and totally uncut, to quote NoFX. <laughs> because we too have been giving a steady 60%. But with all of your support from this year, we may bump that up to 65 for at least January. <laughs> and wouldn't that just be the true meaning of Christmas? Thank you very much, everyone. Be well. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. And that draws us to the end of Punk Rock Elite podcast for a year. It, well, and nine months. It's been nine months since we started. We've done 40-something episodes it's been amazing, and we want to thank you ever so sincerely. It's a shame Red can't be here for this, uh, and I didn't think in advance enough for them to uh, send anything, as I'm away this weekend, so I'm recording this on the Friday morning, um, and I won't be home until uh, the Sunday evening, so not really time enough to do the turnaround for it. So thank you so much. I know that Red and I... Uh, both feel that we've uh, we've enjoyed this hugely. We've chatted to some amazing people, as we've discussed. We've uh, we've done some incredible things, and we are going to be doing more incredible things with more incredible people next year. I'm making an executive decision. It's going to involve a lot of people. This project we're working on, we're working on it with the Midlife Punk Podcast chaps uh lyle lyle tom and nile lyle Tate, and i'm looking at a bag of sugar here Tate and lyle working with tate and lyle tom and nile cockney rhyming slang from the midlife punk podcast do follow them do listen to them uh they're really really good they've got new and upcoming bands uh just great i think i spoke about this before anyway but do do that because we're going to be dropping out bits of information as and when between us it's like for any comic book fans this is like an event comic where you're going to have to start buying issues of comics that you don't normally buy in order to understand fully what's going on but i think it's something that we can all be very very excited about and it is the year 2000 uh, 2024 2024 so it's 30 years since 1994 Hopefully that's enough of a clue. So this is a big, you know, good, few, you know, six months, maybe a year long collaboration that's going to produce something that I think we're all going to be incredibly proud of and excited about. And it's daunting, but uh, everyone who's listened has been incredibly supportive so far. And I'm sure you'll continue. And I think it'll be well worth your while. So spread the word, spread the good cheer do all the good things and look after yourself we will see you in a month or so a few weeks month have a good whatever festive season you celebrate or if you don't celebrate anything just have a nice bit of winter take care we love you ever so much lots of love punk rock elite bye bye
Thank you for listening to Punk Rock Elite. It was a pick scraped and fruitcake co-production by Eddie French and Red Redmond. If you're not following us on Instagram or subscribe to the podcast, please do. The main theme and production was done by Eddie French. Please contact us at punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.